classe gibberish. Hello. How are, how are we all doing? This is Classic Gibberish, the radio show in which we listen to the absolute bangers of the history of classical music. And it's yet another Saturday, yet another episode. Um, today we are obviously back with our female composers. And today we have specifically Isabella... Isabella Leonarda, who was Italian and lived in the 18th century, if I'm not mistaken. We are going to listen first to Sonata Duodecima, which I think means either 12th or 20th Sonata. And then we're going to listen to Magnificat. Is it working? No, because I haven't got it up. There we go. It's a very creaky table. How are we? How's the week been and so on? Hopefully it's been good. It's been pretty good for me. Last week I was, after doing my show, I was going to a party, um, which was my girlfriend's farewell party because she's going to study abroad this semester. And I went to the party, and it was a lot of fun. Um, and I spent some time with, some more time with my girlfriend this week. So that was pretty good. And now she is in Denmark. Um, all settled in. Um, for her semester abroad, which is pretty exciting. Other than that, I... Oh, forget about a, a, another big thing. Um, I had a deadline on Friday, which was yesterday. And uh, it, the, the week was quite intense in terms of working on that deadline. Um, but... Uh, it was all done in time. I re- realized afterwards I was tired. I didn't sleep properly for a few days um, before the deadline. Um, and <coughs> I realized that I'd, I could have done a few things better, um, which I did not, but uh, anyway. I think overall it was pretty good. Um, I had some experiments on Monday, which I found out didn't work because the cells I was working with were infected with some kind of pathogen, which was a bit frustrating. But on Wednesday, I had an interview for a PhD program I've applied to, 
and it was a short form interview, basically just basically just asking me questions about uh, neurobiology, biochemistry, uh, cognitive science, a series of of topics related to 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 the program um, to sort of confirm my my knowledge um, and it went kind of well there's some aspects of, of cognitive science which um, and, and biochemistry to some extent as well but co cognitive science mostly which I'm not um, too comfortable with um, and so I, I couldn't answer those as well as I wished I wish I could um, but you know once again I didn't learn about it my degree wasn't focused on it so that there's realistically nothing I could do in terms of um, answering those, those questions better um, and so that happened on Wednesday and then on just yesterday in the afternoon I got an email saying that I got through to the last stage of the um, of the application process which is going to be a sort of long-form interview two half an hour interviews just focused on um, me my academic background my research interests my research experience that sort of thing um, just for them to figure out if I'm a suitable um, candidate for the program or not so in the first stage so the people that were selected for the short-form interview uh, 500 people applied and 100 people got through to the short-form interview and out of those 50 were invited for the long-form interview uh, and of those 50 now there's two at uh, 20 places available um, in total um, and so yeah that's gonna happen at the end of this month and I should have the results about a week after that um, and I should also around that time maybe a week later know the results of another PhD program I applied to um, and I should know if I was if I got through to the interview process or not um, but it's <coughs> sorry um, yeah, it's exci exciting times I'm sort of unsure how what's to decide really because this PhD program which I got selected to the long-form interviews to um, is in Göttingen, Germany, uh, which is a, a, a small city, um, and it's a, a, a really good program. It's <coughs> it offers it's a master's and PhD integrated program, um, so I'd have a year of training and then I'd go into um, into the PhD itself. But the thing is. The PhDs, which I'm interested in. So basically, PhDs are usually offered in two different, um, two different possibilities. The first one is a rotation program, which is where the PhD is usually four years long, and uh, the first year is just dedicated to rotations, which is 
you um, cycle through a few different labs, you stay a couple of months in each and you, re you try and figure out which environment is best for you, which advisor is best for you and all that. Um, and then you can do just a di directly apply to a specific lab and then you just work in that lab for three years. Um, and this, uh, in this PhD program, there isn't a, um, a, a, a rotation before the PhD. There's just a master's, but the master's includes a rotation of six months, uh, which is pretty good. Um, and then on top of all that, um, it also that the f so the last six months are for rotation, but the f that the first nine months of the masters are dedicated to training in theoretical and practical knowledge, which is really good because I don't think, um, if I'm being very honest, I don't think my course here in Dundee has been as good as it should be. Um, and so I feel like this program would be good because in the master stage I could um, st sort of remedy some knowledge I lack and be better prepared for um, research, for science, for, for the PhD and for life after that. Um, and so it's exciting, but it's in Gothenburg, which is a small city. And, you know, one, one thing that I'm considering is um, my girlfriend, obviously. She studies something very different and f for her to um, find a job or, or um, um, uh, further studies opportunity in Gothenburg, it's not very likely. While the other program I've applied to and I'm waiting on the results, it's in Berlin, which is obviously a huge city with, with much more opportunities. Um, and so from, from that point of view, um, I'd obviously want, I'd obviously prefer to actually go to um, Berlin so that, you know, it's more likely that there's going to be some kind of interesting opportunity for my girlfriend if she's interested in coming over. Um, and so a lot of things to consider. I've also got to apply to more PhDs because um, I can't really just apply for two. Well, I've applied for three now. All right, it's over. I've been talking about that for a long time. My apologies. So that was Duodecima Sonata, and here we have Magnificat. Um, and so I can't really just apply for three PhDs and hope for the best. I want to apply to more ones. Um, I've already missed a couple of deadlines um, because I was sort of... I don't regret it, but I was focusing on the fact that my girlfriend is going away um, for the semester, so I'm not going to see her much, so I want to spend time with her. And so I didn't apply for those PhDs. And what I am currently doing, I'm going to look into the PhDs I was interested in and seeing if um, when the deadlines are, and I'm going to apply to them. And But yeah, there, there's always that consideration of... Um, going to a place where my girlfriends will have opportunities. If, if there's only one place available, I'll, I'll take it. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, 
it's interesting. I feel like a grown-up with grown-up problems. It's not fun. <laughs> but at least I've got love. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, it's just fun. Um, right, what else? Uh, I watched a film which I was told by a couple of different people is very me which is everywhere no everything everywhere all at once um, which is a sort of very um, how do I put it a very cynical view of life um, and it's really good yeah I liked it it's it's fun um, and I would recommend anyone to watch it. It's very, it's a very silly film which I quite like. Um, I like it when things are silly for no re silly for no reason, like the uh, no context silliness is really cool um, in my mind. And that film has got a lot of it, which I think is good. Um, and besides that. It's also an interesting view of life, I think, and I felt understood by the film, which was interesting. Um, so, yeah. But anyway, I've been speaking about that for a long time. Uh, so I'm going to move on to what I wanted to speak about today. Um, I was watching earlier today a, a video by the... Um, Majority Report, which is um, a YouTube show, and I think it's also a podcast, um, that's pretty much daily, I think, and it stars... I forgot his name, um, but it's a left-wing sort of political commentary show, and they were talking about a video that Ben Shapiro put out where he criticizes a um, airline that decide an airline that decided to let the um, oh my god what you call them hey buff hair hair air host hosts um, what are they called <laughs> ah it's the, the, the people in the, the cabin that, that... Oh my god! Wait, I'll figure this out. Um, air hostess... What's it called? Cabin crew. Yeah, so they, they decided to let their cabin crew um, decide which uniforms they wanted to wear. The male ones or the female ones. Uh, regardless of their gender. And Ben Shapiro was criticizing it, and basically his argument was, because um, he, he tries to be logical at times, his logic is flawed, but this time it was just, a boy wearing girl clothes is stupid, that, that, was, that was just it, it was really annoying. Um, the fact that he's got so much influence on, you know, so many people really annoys me. Um, but it, it made me think of these right-wing political pundits um, one of them being 
um, what's his name now? Matt Walsh, uh, who released, don't know if you saw this, but he released a documentary, quote-unquote, last year, I think, called What is a Woman? Um, and it's the, the, the least documentary-like documentary I've ever seen. Uh, he basically doesn't care. He goes out on, like, public parades and stuff to ask um, transgender people and LGBTQ people what uh, a woman is and just completely ignore and goes to talk to experts and so on. Um, and because of his approach to people, which is very passive-aggressive and, and cynical and sarcastic, most of them are unwilling to talk to him because he's obviously a, a prick. Um, but um, the, 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 the one person, an academic who, um, you know, concedes and wants to talk to say what is a woman, um, they obviously engage in a, a long form because, you, you know, whether you realize it or not, it's it's something that's difficult. It, it, it's an expert in uh, gender studies, I think. Um, and the explanation for, for what a woman is is quite long and, and prolonged. Um, and so what Matt Walsh does is he just sort of cuts off the person after they're speaking for 10 seconds and shows like sort of blows the speech into the background and shows Matt Walsh being like really bored um, and it's, it's really annoying it's really infuriating in so many ways um, but one one answer that I really liked because you know this is something that I wondered about you know what is a woman if you can't really define um, you know if anyone can be a woman if if it's not based on um, you know biological traits then h how do you define it um, and uh, forgot the name of this composer uh, but yeah I was saying so if you there's so many Isabel so many different caveats to, to being a woman um, that you know it's kind of tricky to find to understand what a woman is and so I googled it at one point um, what is a woman? And an answer which I found and I really liked was a woman is whoever wants to identify as a woman or whatever a person who identifies as a woman says it is, you know? Um, and it's, it's something I really liked and really... I was kind of had an existential crisis uh, time and that really, that really helped me. Um, and yeah, Matt Walsh sucks. <laughs> um, yeah, and some of the other people that are sort of within um, that same, how do you put it? That same uh, um, political activity, 
so the sort of Ben Shapiro's and Matt Walsh's, who are just sort of tannoys of every conspiracy theory and conservative talking point to, to a crazy extent. Um, all of them um, are, you know, very... I don't know, they're very silly. And I don't, I don't understand why they exist. Uh, but anyway, and... Oh, baby. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yes. Um, another one of them is uh, Candace Owens, who sees a black woman who's also conservative. You know, there's obviously no problem with that. Um, not all black people are left-wing and pro this and that. Um, it's not nice to label people that way, you know. It's it's like racism, um, but slightly better. So I I don't like to do it. So obviously, black people can be bad people as well. Um, but she sort of uses her blackness um, in a sort of to get advantage um, advantage in life. It's it's really it's difficult to explain but basically what it appears she does is she uses her blackness to be to be able to say um, disgusting things without any kind of punishment um, which is pretty disgusting to see um, and then another one of the people that are within that sphere of politics and so on is um, Steven Crowder. Steven Crowder? What is the guy from that very famous meme? Um, the change my mind meme, meme where he's standing on a, a table in, a, in the street. And yes, he says something, something, something. There's a statement there. And then underneath it, sa it says, change my mind. Um, like, male privilege is a myth, change my mind. It's a sort of talking point of, um, the, the talking points of, uh, of Matt Walsh. And of Steven, Steven Crowder. And it's really funny because he had his show for a while, but apparently the producers of that show wanted to end it because he just did silly silly things and said stupid things and was decreased revenue or something because brands wouldn't want to partner w with him or something um, and so his producers didn't want to produce his show anymore or his the people who gave him the money didn't want to do that anymore and so he tried to um, he tried to find another home, and one of the places that was interested in hiring hiring him was the Daily Wire, which is the Ben Shapiro network, um, which is just if if you're a humorous lefty, then Daily Wire is a constant source of laughter and joy. Because it's, it's just so stupid in so many different ways. Um, and so there's been a whole mess with him. 
and the contract that the Daily Wire wanted him to have. They wanted to give him like, I don't know, 16 million a year or something and he wanted 105 or something, a crazy amount. Um, and then there, there were some caveats where they said that if he was banned from YouTube or uh, Twitter or whatever, um, he would... Um, his um, revenue, his, his salary would decrease by a certain amount. Uh, because obviously some of the revenue comes from the, the po posting uh, stuff on YouTube and all that sort of thing. Um, and he th thought that that's um, very anti-right-wing because it's uh, trying to um, silence the, the very people who are, um, you know, on, on your side of, of politics and trying and being... Um, a slave, quote-unquote, to, to um, big social media and stuff. Um, and so it's, it's just very funny to see... It's just really funny to see, you know, um, when there's a... It's just really funny to see that... Um, the sort of right-wing talking heads are just destroying themselves with their um, idiosyncrasies and all their idiocy. It's just really funny to me, and I love it in so many different ways. <laughs> but anyway, we listen to an extra uh, piece called Sonata, the 10th Sonata by Isabella Leonarda. And that is, unfortunately, everything we have time for today. So, um, we are going to stop there. It's been a pleasure. I know I spent a lot of time talking about uh, personal stuff. Um, but it is my show. And PhDs are currently a big thing in my life. So, there you go. Um, but yeah, that is everything for me today. Are we... Oh, oh my god. Um, I'll be back again. I'll be back again next week on Saturday at half 8pm for more classy gibberish. Um, I hope you have a great week until then. And I will try having a great week as well. And that's pretty much it. Bye bye. Classy gibberish.